0: All right. Hello, everybody. It's Chapo coming at you. Uh, before today's show, we have some live shows to plug. Live shows. If you live in Canada, we are coming through. On August 17th, we'll be in Toronto, Ontario at the Danforth Music Hall. And then on August 19th, we'll be in Montreal, Quebec. It's August 19th at the Beanfield Theater. Uh, tickets available at com slash live so chapo does canada hope to see all our canadian fans or at least the ones from the east coast sometime in august once again the dates are august 17th in toronto and august 19th in montreal quebec tickets available com slash live all right let's do the show Hello, gang. It's Thursday, June twenty second. Okay, so I'll just say that it was my idea to do this movie episode. Um, look, you know, a very early episode of the show was um, the, the the Batman Superman Batman versus Superman movie, and since then we've kind of we did Suicide Squad. We we sort of held to the DC comic book movies as being you know usually pretty fun episodes. Uh, I've I've had a good time doing them. I, I got to say, uh, with this one, I'm sorry. And like this one really, really hurt me. I'm, I'm talking, of course, about today's episode. The Flash. I, I, I think this has to be the last one. This has to be the last comic book movie, man. Because like this one really, I mean, it, for, according to me.
1: its box office, it probably will be. I think that they're uh, they're going around and humanely euthanizing all of the D.C. contract stars and they're going to wipe the slate clean. I think they're going to just pivot to pornos. Well, I mean, I don't
0: know if I don't know if the watching pornography is it will be the pivot that uh, this show takes. But holy shit, like uh, it, the, the new the Ezra Miller Flash, D- DC movie. Uh, OK, here, here's my review. Uh, monstrous.
2: Horrible. I am um, watching this. I, I I was just stuck on like, think of all the effort that all the Ray Donovan's in Hollywood went through. <laughs> to, like, bribe victims and pay off local police departments, possibly federal agencies, because there was multi-state, you know, kidnappings. There was violations of the Mann Act. There was all sorts of cr- crimes on Ezra Miller's crime spree. And they they were like, no, the flash is too important. Like, money is no object. Pay off anyone. We got to get this fucking movie made. So many women were probably thrown in dumpsters. Yeah. So many hotel rooms were lit on fire. So many like uncorruptible sheriffs were probably shot in the head. (laughs) So this movie could be made and look how shitty it is.
1: Yeah. I feel like it it would be enough to make a a self-respecting Ray Donovan look himself in the mirror and think, uh, what am I doing with my life?
2: This isn't worth it. I got to go back to Boston and throw women in the dumpster there. (laughs)
1: Like if Eddie Mannix had been in charge of hurting Ezra Miller before this movie come out. He says, "Fuck it, I'm going to Lockheed." Forget the <laughs> <Yeah. you're> magic. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah.
0: Okay, so obviously, like I, 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 sat down in the movie, and you know, like I was like, I know, I know, I'm doing this for the episode tomorrow, so like, I'm just gonna keep. I want to keep my eyes peeled for any scenes in this movie that uh, would be funny to talk about in light of the you know white slavery allegations that <laughs> Ezra Miller has been <laughs> Um, and I was, I, I, I was not disappointed. But I, within the first, let's say, five minutes of the movie, I was deeply disquieted because there is a moment where the flash puts a baby in a microwave. I know it was like played for laughs or whatever, but like the 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 whole, the whole baby sequence in, where it's like the flash is literally flashing around, collecting babies that are falling out of a, a hospital and puts one of them in a microwave. I just thought, I don't, I don't like this. This is't me us, anymore. Folks.
1: It's definitely yeah. a strong piece of evidence in favor of the otherwise sort of nonsensical Q belief that all oh, the Hollywood sickos and, and elite Illuminati put uh, confessions out in a public. Yeah. Like, why would they That's do exactly that? That's exactly what like, I was thinking. Well, I don't I, know why they do it, but they definitely do it.
2: I hate saying this about like anything that gets released. I really do. I lost my mind when people were like guys, the military is warning us that the Joker is going to cause an insult. (laughs) When people said that, you know, I would say, I I would uh, find their parents' house on Google Maps and send it to them because it was so annoying. I didn't really do that. But um, I really hate that kind of talk about anything, even if it sucks. But this is actually a totally irresponsible movie. If a QAnon guy sees this, he's gonna kill like thirty-five people. Yeah, like thank God for the bad reviews.
1: Yeah, you're playing with fire here. I mean, like, how, how should I describe it? It's sort
0: of like in Bullet Time. The Flash has to flash to like Gotham City or something because Batman's busy with some shit and like or a something. hospital. It's collapses. Gotham
1: City, of course. It's Gotham City. Batman's it, well, there.
0: It, no, I said well, no because you know Batman was busy or something. You know, I don't know. Batman's all over the place these days. You know. He's got a place, got a house in Sacramento now. There's like 15 of them, also. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So like, it's just like basically a a maternity ward. Like the building, like uh, sort of collapses and it just chucks all these babies out of like a 30 story window, and then flash (laughs) just goes in bullet time. But like, there's this thing where it's like in super slow mo. Like you see a, you see like a, I don't know, a bottle of acid is about to descend, about to splash onto the face of one baby. One baby is about to be crucified with scalpels and the other is about to be like consumed by flames and then like he just sort of just goops around like so he flashes around collecting babies and delivers them on a platter like on a, on a gurney and just lines them up like a, like a buffet or something this is this is ball worship this is Moloch this yeah. is this is devilry
1: yeah it's the uh, golden Corral on little Saint James
0: <laughs> and you know I mean I, I guess like I like, Forefront in my mind, going watching this movie, is just like okay, let's see, let's see how they shoot around Ezra Miller, or like pretend that the Flash isn't in this movie, because like in the marketing, it was like, what the fuck? There's there's a super girl now. There's like Superman's a, a woman. Michael okay. Keaton's there. Michael, remember Keaton, that was a good Keaton, movie. You got Keaton in there, but holy shit! And now I realize there was no way out of this one for Warner yeah, Brothers this- in DC. No way out because not only was Ezra Miller unbearably annoying as the character of the Flash. There's two of them. Most of this movie is two Ezra Ezra Millers talking
2: to each other dead ringer style. This is the most Ezra Miller you could possibly get. I think outside of of actually being kidnapped, this is the most possible (laughs) Ezra Miller available to the consumer market.
1: Yeah, I think this is probably
2: this is probably like not allowed inside the European Union.
1: Absolutely. This is like Sunny G.
2: Yeah, you. this is too much Ezra Miller. This is harmful to your body.
1: This is a carcinogenic level of Ezra Miller.
2: You know, like, normally
0: if I have to pee during a movie, it's like a disaster for me. Because, like, I will hold it as long as possible until I'm about to soil myself. This movie, I was, like, an hour away from needing to take a leak badly. But I was like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna gonna give myself this little treat and go to the bathroom. I I wished I needed to take a dump during this movie. It felt (laughs) 10 hours long and I got to say Michael Keaton and Michael Shannon I love you both but you're going to jail for this movie prison no parole no hope no redemption both of you are straight to prison report directly to jail for doing this movie
2: Michael Shannon why why w- what drew you into this where you like oh my god I need to buy a Plymouth Prowler the coolest car ever <laughs>
1: I think we can only assume that it was the same Ray Donovan types, you know, like collecting compromise on them so that they had to do it or else face tabloid humiliation. Because at some point they realized this kid is not going to hold this movie. We need shameless nostalgia because that's really the only thing holding any of this up anymore. The ghosts of dead dreams,
2: a Ray Donovan figure probably like cornered uh, Michael Keaton, you know, in the the Palisades or something like that. You know, he's out of the game. No one's seen him for years. And Ray Donovan's like, Keaton, we need you in the Flash. And he's like, What are you talking about? I'm not. No, I'm I'm not acting anymore. I'm making my own wine and doing portraits. Uh, <laughs> I don't. There's nothing. There's no amount of money you could offer me. I have nine hundred million dollars because I invested all my money in Netscape in 1992. And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, we've uncovered your secret jazz scatting album from 1982, <laughs> and the whole world's gonna see it unless you save this Ezra Miller catastrophe." And hey, he's like, I mean, okay, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, <laughs>
0: It's a new era. I mean, Robert Mitchum released a Calypso album and it, it didn't hurt his career at all. What
3: is the tonic man? Drink the coconut water.
0: But I mean, they probably had what much worse compromise on him. Yeah, but he yeah,
1: but he's he's dropping hard slurs in that. It, it was sort of <laughs> I mean, a, a David Allen Coe deal. Would never David, fly <laughs> today. Do you think the
2: compromise they had Michael Shannon was the was the fact that he was uh in one of the weirdest SVU episodes ever? Which one was that? I don't know this. Okay. Michael Shannon was in an SVU episode where it's a very confusing plot. A kid who used to be on a little league team and a a little league team that was entirely molested. Like everyone on this little league team was molested. (laughs) Oh, I remember this
0: one. I remember this
2: one. Yeah. One of them like dies in what looks like a suicide And to like break open the case, Olivia has to like find the pedophile coach of this little league team for 20 years ago. And he has like 50 hats in storage that are his keepsakes of his victims. And she has to (laughs) let him sniff them to give him the names of his murder victims. What? Uh, Yeah. And it eventually leads to like Michael Shannon confessing that he killed the guy at the beginning of the episode and made it look like a suicide because he would like he molested Michael Shannon. It's like one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen on TV. I don't know what the fuck was going so on.
1: So he's this. like a bloodhound and they give him like, like no, he just wanted out. to get
2: off on, on smelling you know,
0: the sweat stained hats of his, uh, his, his victims. Lord.
2: Dude, it's, it's really horrifying. They do this sequence that lasts like five minutes where he'll, he'll sniff a hat and go Johnny Pembroke. The Seattle Wash Buckets 1983. He <laughs> sniffs another, another, and he goes, Jesse Sherp Sherp-Walkle, the Argonauts, 1985. He sniffs like 40 hats. No, no exaggeration. I cannot believe this was on network TV. Someone should go to jail for this. I mean, I, I, I think the weirdest SVU episode, like the
0: weirdest worst SVU episode, it's like is, is gold to me. But but this flash movie was bad in a way that was n- not in any way enjoying. enjoyable. Like th- this uh, it's, ruined it's Catherine night.
1: And and like thinking about all like Michael the Michaels who were uh brought onto this they offered Michael Keaton to be a Batman 3 Batman you know Batman forever whatever they were going to call it uh and he said no he walked away from the Batman fran- franchise over questions of quality. Like, he was like, no, I'm going to be a star. I don't need to keep doing these crummy movies. He gets older, and he's saying yes to this. He said yes to a Supergirl movie that is so bad that they fucking, or Batgirl movie, that is so bad that they just didn't release it and took the tax right off. That's how terrible it was. And it's like, you think, oh, man, look at that loss of, you know, uh, principle over the time. But really, it's just you get older. You know, your priorities change, and that's fine. If that happens to people individually, that's life. But when it happens to literally everybody at once, the cultural products are dog shit because everyone has given up like there's no youthful vitality at any level of anybody making any of this. There's no pretensions that you could make anything other than absolute garbage. And so everyone just shrugs their shoulders and fucking spends two hundred billion dollars making this. Oh you can really see it on screen. An, an international uh, sex pervert. The $200 million
2: thing is amazing because I, you know, of course there are tons of people defending this in the That's DC. astonishing to me. Well, yeah, I think the I've worst s- the worst fucking thing in the world that you can be is like a DC movie guy. Like it, no, it's bad, bad enough freak. to be a Marvel guy, but at least that's like you're on the winning team. Being a <laughs> DC like, movie guy is like it's, it's like you like the, like the visitor. Right. You like movies that are just as shoddy and quality and shitty and stupid, but like worse and they're not winning. And I I saw a bunch of these guys, they're defending it. And one of them said, this movie was really good. Aside from the CGI and some of the writing, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, let's deconstruct that. Isn't the CGI like 98% of all these movies?
1: It's all CGI. I mean, every scene with Ezra Miller is CGI because his head is like floating on a body. Yeah. Uh, so when
0: we left this movie, Catherine, and like, I, I know like this week there was uh, some news about how the credit sequence for the new Marvel TV series, The Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson show was like all AI generated. And it looks and it looks terrible. Uh, Catherine and I love this movie and Catherine said that like she thinks that this movie is actually the first AI generated movie and they just snuck it in there without telling anyone it just as like a like a trial balloon just a test run to see how it goes like okay the the, the Michaels were in this movie uh, there were two Ezra Millers in this movie um, there was other people in the movie but it doesn't matter I don't think any of the actors in this movie were on the same continent when they filmed their part no together. Like no I, th- I think this was a, this was a this was a COVID
1: like work from home movie. It does feel and, like everybody got cut and pasted next to each other.
0: And okay, as long as we're talking about abominable, abominable CGI special effects, we need to talk about what I think is the uh, like like the 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 most important like the thing the scene that sums up everything in this movie, and that is the appearance of what Catherine dubbed the Time Coliseum. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The time policy. Oh, my God. I believe it was
1: called the Chrono Cube. (laughs) The Chronosphere. Oh, wait, no, it's the
2: Chronosphere. I'm sorry. It's not a Cube. Yeah, the Mother Cube is from a different (sighs) DC movie.
1: Okay. So, like,
0: uh, basically, what happens is that, you know, uh, Barry Allen, the Flash, is like his dad is in jail for uh, killing his mom, but he's innocent.
2: And his parole hearing is coming up, but it doesn't look good. And the day, I wrote this down. The dad seems completely ambivalent about this because of how (laughs) annoying, how annoying his son is. Yeah. Like, uh, Barry, the flash is calling his dad. He's like, dad, uh, there's a problem with the evidence in your appeal. And he's like, you know what? Forget it. You just need to go out there and get some pussy. I'm fine (laughs) dying. Yeah. If you're normal, if it makes you normal, I will die. I'll die for you to get some pussy. That's pretty much it. Yeah. He says to stop worrying about his appeal so he can get a girlfriend.
0: So uh, so so Barry, I mean, he, he, he definitely takes at the heart and like he goes back to his like childhood home and he sees where his mother was murdered. And, you know, to be honest, it really does seem like the dad did it. And there was also no resolution about who actually killed his mom at the end of the nope. movie. I was I was hoping they would tie that up. But anyway, it's not really important. Basically, uh, Barry is so upset at the prospect of his dad still being in jail that he flashes out and just starts running, and he's running so fast that he, he that he runs into the time coliseum. The time coliseum is what happens when you run faster than the speed of light and you begin to travel back in time. Uh, but the way the movie chose to uh, visually depict that is like he he's in, he's in a, he's in a sphere, and then the sphere is in the middle of like an amphitheater. But instead of a crowd of people, it's like. Uh, a grotesque menagerie of like memories of your mother and father. If they were cutscenes from the last of us, like how would you describe, how would you describe the quality of
2: of the, of the CGI time sphere? Similar to the works of uh, one David cage, the greatest game director of all time. Um, There's a horrifying, disgusting little scene from the flash. It's Past where the flash is like a child. And it, it, it's the one where I chose the mom for the first time. And it's supposed to be like establishing that uh, he's always been like a, a you know a smart ass who asks a lot of questions, but he's really smart at the end of the day. And he's like um, he, he's bitching about his homework to his mom. But I, I am met, he, he's going like, um, how many equations have the answer 28? 70 credjillion? And the mom's like, that's right, Barry, but sometimes you have to do stupid stuff for homework. I imagine that scene. I, I recut it in my mind as young Barry going, "But if I if I like someone, can't I just take them by force <laughs> and make them be my friend across state lines?" And mom going, "Mom goes, that's right. That's called kidnapping, and you can do it."
1: <laughs> I, mean, uh, I know you sort about- of mean, but the kid that they have playing young Barry, he looks like if one of the uh, Ocean Navi was a person. <laughs> 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 okay, those we're talking CGI, about, is what
0: I'm saying. Yeah, as those are talking about the um, uh, Barry's mother. What is up with like the trend in superhero movies where every superhero's mom has to be smoking
2: hot? She's like this. Well, like, I mean, it was like when
0: uh, they made Aunt uh, May, Marissa Tomei.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, well, because like, bec- like these are all from comic books. Or like the I, I assume all this happened in comic books because. They were made by, you know, people like Frank Miller or Stanley or the other guys. And these are all emotionally stunted nerds. And the only way they can think of, to, to like, raise the stakes of anything is, like, what if you have to kill your mom to save the world? Like, that's what every comic book is, basically. Yeah, It's either that or it's, um, you know, Garth Ennis. Um, and so when it gets to movies... They're like, uh, when it gets to Hollywood, they're like, well, it's not sad when some regular dies. But what if a hot dies? Yeah. <laughs> what if what if the mom was one of the hot race and she died? What if the mom was part of a tight ass race <laughs> 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 and she dies? That would really be sad. You can see like Sam Raimi in uh, Spider-Man, the, the one from the early 2000s, he fucked up. He just had Uncle Ben just be like a regular old man. Cliff Robertson. Yeah, instead of making him really hot, which is what all these new movies do.
1: You have to kill the mother uh, because you're supposed to be wanting to kill the father to have sex with the mother. But these movies are all about uh, negating all sexuality. So instead of wanting to fuck the hot mom, you kill the hot mom. And then you suppress it all into watching our wonderful films. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I one thing I love about like the time travel thing is um when the flash talks to Batman after he's like gone through the time arena and by the by the way we will be suing because this is just like loop jumper but for stupid people it's true this is a dumbed down loop jumper yeah. Um, the AI got a hold of loop jumper
1: and just spit it into the fucking machinery
2: they fucked it up there's no time farm. Uncle yeah. Sam's broken clocks are nowhere to be found. I hate it. But um, uh, when he's talking to Batman and he goes, um, I could go back in time and uh, like make you not annoying anymore by saving your parents. I can make you the, not be the most annoying man alive.
0: Uh, as long as we're talking about the uh, the time travel elements of, the, of, of that scene with uh, him and Keaton, uh, there was like there's a part in this movie where they're trying to explain to the audience the uh like uh the sort of i don't know the rules of time travel in in this universe and it was like there's a moment where he uses spaghetti to talk about like oh if you go back in time it doesn't create two parallel tracks it creates like you know it branches off or creates a fulcrum point or some bullshit like that but then he's like oh if you do it too many times it comes like this and he just dumps out some wet spaghetti into a bowl and he's like it's a mess and just the absolute audacity of just telling the audience that, like, yeah, all this multiverse shit—it's just—it's just big. It's just a big mess. None of it just makes sense. It's stupid. It's
1: just a way to just get this fucking. You. It's a way to recycle the slop because we know the new slop—it's not hitting the way the old slop did. So we're going to give you the old slop, and then you're just your idiot brain, like just pinging off of the recognition of it will will stand in for any sort of actual enjoyment of the thing as a movie, which we have forgotten how to do. I'm sorry. Don't know how to do that anymore.
2: Yeah. And like the alternate timeline stuff, uh, again, like these are very true to the comic books. Comic books started doing this like in the seventies and eighties to solve the problem of like, you know, the X-Men have been in high school for 40 years or whatever. You know, we want to reboot them. We want to make Cyclops less annoying, or we want to do this. We, we want to... It's the same way that Homer Simpson is always 38 and has yeah. for the last 35 years. Uh, They solved this by, like, doing multiple timelines. And that way you could kill people off and bring them back. But, again, like, you're able to do that because comic books suck. Yeah. You know, they're not good.
1: But, it's, and uh, for children. For children. Those are supposed to be for kids. Yeah. Especially the superhero ones.
2: You should not have to do that, like, in, in like, the you know, what is this? Like the second flash movie? Not even this to be... is the
1: first flash movie.
2: Damn. They're doing it right out of the gate. That's really bad. That's really fuck Yeah. That's fucking terrible.
1: And what's interesting is, is that yes, DC is been sucking hind tit on the whole superhero uh, multiverse deal ever since the beginning. Uh, but it's, they're not the only ones Marvel, which has made $50 quadrillion off of this shit is now also in the position of having to fucking get some more baby powder into the mix and just keep fucking stepping on their product. Instead of making new product, they've got the fucking quantum mania now, and they've got their own goddamn multiverse and they Uh, brought in the Spider-Man and all this shit. Will's
2: right. Also in that, like the explanation of multiple time loops and like uh, this sort of like half-baked string theory explanation, how like lazy and insulting it is. Again, you know, we bring this movie up probably every movie episode because we love it so much. But like assassins
3: 32 AD,
2: yes, they spent so much more time and effort and have such a better articulated vision of time travel and its consequences Mm -hmm. than this movie that like how much you think assassins cost to make like $20,000? More probably probably like
1: less than a million. Yeah, two million tops.
2: This so realistically, this movie cost at least a hundred times more to make. Yeah, they they just give up explaining the central concept.
0: Well, not only that, but like it just it. I I, I, I was shocked by just like the, the fact that the movie just outright stated this movie and every other movie that like that we're now going to our multiverse is slop. It's slop for you. There's a scene where he literally pours slop into a bowl and he says, "This is the movie. This is what you're yeah. watching." <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, it reminds I- I me when though. the Emoji movie came out and there were ads put in public that just had the poop emoji. And it just said, poop, <laughs> come see shit.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, they are in I wanna, fact dabbing I- I- on us.
0: <laughs> I want to I wanna go back to something, uh, Matt, you said a little, uh, a little a second ago where you said we don't know how to enjoy movies anymore. And I would just like to contrast that with the experience of the gentleman who sat next to me watching this movie, he was a, a man probably about my age, probably maybe a little bit younger, who I, I don't know how to describe this was rapturously thrilled by every like when Keaton first showed up or when Keaton shows up in the Batman costume, he was pumping his fist in the air. And when, 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 like, another superhero, like, like uh, when, when Wonder Woman or Aquaman shows up, he was doing this. He was clapping his little hands together in front of his face. <laughs> clapping his hands together like that, like a seal. And, and, th- and then in the scene at the end, where, like, the Flash has to, like, go back in time and change it so that his mom will die, but he, like, runs into his hot Italian mother in a supermarket, like, as an adult. And he's like, I, 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 I love you, mom, or a sorry lady who's in the grocery store. He was sobbing, sobbing, <laughs> like body heaving, like, uh, and, you know, like I, I look, m- movies are fun. I, I, I'm not going to shit on anyone who has like an, uh, you know, an emotional experience in a movie. We should all enjoy movies. But that and seeing his reactions to this absolute dog shit really disturbed me more than anything I saw in the movie. It was it was it was unsettling to me.
1: I mean, they've trained not everybody, obviously, as we're seeing the numbers are shrinking, but they've trained a hardcore of people on how to emotionally engage with their content and can just play them like uh, instruments. They have been hollowed out. They're the they've been hollowed out in the uh, in the from soft sense.
2: Yeah, no, that is that is a a hollow. He's lost all his, you know, he the dark side burned away all his humanity. He died too many times. Meaning he saw too many DC movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. And now he I, just, he responds how they wanted to. He just, they press I sort of got. I, goes, I ah. felt like
2: I died.
0: I felt like I died watching this movie. Like I, yesterday, yesterday, I'm, I'm preparing the final movie mindset episode and I was uh, studying Jean Pierre Melville's Army of Shadows, one of the best movies ever made. I don't, I've, I have to watch it again before we record. I forgot every, I mean, it's just, it's gone now in my mind. And that's what this movie left me with. It left me with a feeling that there is no act of good great enough to defeat even the smallest amount of evil in this world.
2: Well, that that is why I did my part. And, you know, I know people love saying, like, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Wrong. Everything you do is a choice that you will be judged for and will reflect in your next life. To that end, I did not. Pay a cent to see this movie. I got such a low quality torrent that there were two minute long scenes that were in a French dub for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> and there was there were uh, two random ad rolls in it, and there was an ad for an online casino in Hindi and English. <laughs> yeah, above the, the way it was the meant to time. be
0: seen. That, that, is, but, that is truly the way this movie was meant
2: to be seen. That's honestly how it I feel. Feels, like, you got this, the authentic viewing experience. That's honestly how I feel. Like, this is not a movie that's meant for theaters. You know, like, you're supposed to watch, like, Terminator and shit. You're supposed to watch them in IMAX. This is a movie that's meant to be viewed on the worst torrent possible or, yes, looping in a DVD player while on your friend's hot couch. This is not for theaters. You want to get nuts.
3: Let's get nuts.
0: Here, here's another thought I had watching this movie, because, look, obviously the subtext here is all of the Ray Donovan shit that they had to do to, like, let this movie be released and have no one talk about Ezra Miller and what he allegedly did or didn't do, or the many things he allegedly did. But, like, okay, like, the I'm sure you've seen, even if you haven't seen this movie, you've probably seen clips of, like, the climax of this movie, which was truly one of the most monstrous spectacles I've ever seen, where... In the Time Coliseum, the two flashes keep going back in time and they're like, they're ruining the Time Coliseum. It's falling apart. And it's falling apart because basically other universe, like, uh, how should I describe this? Like, colored disco balls of competing IP uh, collide in the Time Coliseum. And we are treated to the the grisly resurrection of Christopher Reeves. Mm-hmm. And, and we just get Ed to see George Christopher Reeve. Reeves yeah uh, yeah George, yeah, George Reeve the original Superman and then you get to see like uh, Christopher Reeves who, who's dead uh be like CGI resurrected and hollowed to just be like uh, as was one of the al- alternate universes that are that are uh, colliding in the time Coliseum we get to see a sequence of a CGI Nicholas Cage as Superman fighting a giant spider which is based entirely on on that funny story Kevin Smith told that one time about the the, the aborted Nicolas Cage Spider-Man uh, a Superman movie. But you they, know that story about like the the the, yeah. the producer Yeah, that's some,
1: uh, that's some inside baseball. The, it's for the real heads. I'm sure the little sticky child who was clapping his hands together loved that part.
2: There's just you got a, you got a snatch of Adam West too. There would be more dignity if they had like taken their corpses and taxidermied them and use them as like a Chuck E. Cheese style, like animatronic, like one of those really cool Puerto Rican funerals where they
0: like (laughs) make you look like you're playing cards and
2: drinking a beer Yeah. That would have more dignity than what they did here. They're literally doing uh, like they, they really stole a lot from us. This is our John Candy idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. they're torturing yes, their the torturing souls in the, in the metaverse yeah i mean if they're I, doing I mean, it for I, us uh we, we don't get to do it we get to watch
0: i mean i don't know if i was christopher reeve's family man i would be <laughs> i mean i hope i i don't know what's worse whether they, if they got paid for this or as if they didn't but what i was thinking about is like one of the things that left me such with such a you know bone deep sense of dread after seeing this movie is that we all know now like uh you know, like how AI is going to be used to create movies. But here's the deal with Ezra Miller. This movie provides the perfect test case for like just creating entirely computer generated performances because these actors, they keep fucking up. Ezra Miller's doing white slavery. Allegedly that Jonathan Majors guy is just, yeah, with just the, as, the, the as they put all charge. their eggs in
1: his basket for the next fucking run of adventures movies. The, the just... guy who
0: played Namor just got accused of sexual assault. Yeah. And look, I I heard that the Jonathan Majors case is going to get dismissed, but like this keeps happening with them. And they're, and, you know, like they're getting these guys on the cheap, you know, like that's what Marvel does. They get they get people who aren't like A-list stars, but then they that, like and then they're praised for it. But then like they they fuck up because they, they keep getting accused of bad shit. And Ezra Miller being the, uh, the 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 textbook example of that. But now when they're just like molesting the corpses of Adam West uh, and Christopher Reeve or whatever, like. Is isn't this just a trial run to just like scan an actor and then get enough recording of their voices and then just lease that out and then just have entirely CGI generated performances or maybe not even use actors, period. Just like meld together like ten popular actors and their voices to create a composite character. That
1: I don't will never think they be can accused of sex crimes. I don't think they can do that because I think what part of the reason they're in this mess is because the power they can't make new stars. They can't make new stars from real people. They're not going to be, make them, be able to make them out of simulated people. The, the use of this will be to just take the stars we've got that people have uh, some sort of positive association with because they were happy when they watched one of their movies, which yeah, doesn't happen anymore. Nobody is happy when they're watching any of these movies. So uh, turn them into digital avatars and then just have them bounce around make it make every movie like fucking uh, Space Jam or uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Say, like, I recognize them, but there they movies. are. They're all my friends. And the star <laughs> will be you at home. Because <laughs> people like people like Harrison Ford, but he's like 80 years old now. And they still dragged his old ass out for <laughs> another fucking Indiana Jones movie.
0: But I'm saying like they can make 10 more with just with just the, the digital avatar of Harrison yeah. Ford and he'll look as good as he did in Empire Strikes Back.
2: I um I gotta say, about that new Indiana Jones movie. I feel really bad for Phoebe Waller Fleabag <laughs> because she's like I have never seen such a clearly illustrated fall guy ever. Yep. The lines they give her, I saw one in the trailer where she's like, um, it's like a bunch of guys in the room, and one of the guys is like, "You stole that from me," uh, and yep. he stole that from, and then you stole that from him, and then Phoebe Waller Bridges goes yeah welcome to capitalism you stole it
3: and then you stole it and
0: then i stole it
1: it's called capitalism
2: and i <sighs> yeah my my asshole prolapsed it was Phoebe really bad. harvey was
1: oswald that's who she is she <laughs> is the harvey patsy oswald. yeah <laughs> she's there to get fucking plugged by ruby at the end of this with this movie tanks
2: yeah it, every every like every greasy like youtube film guy every guy every like gen x soy facing guy who talks about like you know nostalgic movies movies from the last time he was happy is just they're gonna kill her they're gonna blow her house (laughs) up with a bomb for the line she delivers in this i really feel bad for her she
1: didn't know and they get to continue pretending which is all they really want to that well if there was a non woke uh indiana jones it would have been good like any yeah. of this is in our control? Like no, it's we're stuck in the hell cycle. It's the eternal recurrence of shit. Congratulations, it doesn't matter. Well, who, who, how woke it is?
2: I wish the Flash could. The Flash was real and could take them through, you know, through the time classroom or whatever, and go to <laughs> an class. alternate universe where the reboots of these movies are anti woke. Yeah. so they could see that they would still be bad. Like uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's is replaced by Gina Carano. Yeah. And instead of going mm-hmm. like, that's called capitalism. Uh, her line is something like, yeah, did you just assume my gender?
1: <laughs> and you'll
2: see it's like just as bad, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, That's the gift they give you is whatever you're culturally offended by their garbage. You can imagine a good version hypothetically existing somewhere.
2: Yeah. Ugh.
0: God, I mean, what even happened in this movie? I'm not even going to bother I don't know. summarizing the plot. He goes I've already back in
1: time. It. He does the thing. He saves his mom. Then though, when he's going trying to get back from time, a rock monster attacks him in the time <laughs> sphere, <laughs> the chronosphere, <laughs> and punches him out of the time sphere uh into a time just before his real life or his just before he got his powers. And then they meet when he goes to home and sees the family. But then they got to go back or then Zod shows up. That's right. And that's why there's a problem, because, oh, shit, there's no superheroes in this universe. And here's Zod. And he's going to destroy Earth. We got to stop him. So they go and get Batman. And OK, they so, go and get so yeah,
0: S- Supergirl. Uh, th- 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 yeah. So most most of this movie takes place in an alternate reality created by the Flash going back in time and saving his mother, which resulted in that there not being any superheroes Meta-humans. on Earth at the time that General Zod shows up to exterminate our planet.
1: Excuse me. These are serious uh, adult films. They're called metahumans.
0: <laughs> metahumans, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. And 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 they have to go to like a a, a, a Soviet prison in Siberia. I guess there's another aspect of the alternate reality here: is that the USSR is uh, still still exists in this timeline to free what they think is Superman to defend Planet Earth from Zod, but it's actually a Supergirl.
3: It's oh, Superman's nuts. cousin,
0: who's sort of like a. Slightly androgynous uh, young woman, uh, and like th- this character, I thought was like heavy in the marketing because they were trying to like play down the Ezra Miller thing. But the whole this whole segment of the movie, which is like a good three quarters of the movie, uh, doesn't matter because the point of the movie is that that universe and that planet Earth has to be exterminated. Yeah, it's including done for. Supergirl who yep. dies over and over and over again. They're just like, well, I guess we can't do anything about that. Oh well. And I'm yeah, just like, wait, what? I mean, I thought this was gonna be a character.
1: This is the final verdict on Title Nine, you know, because Cal <laughs> El was able to take care of General Zod uh, pretty easily, uh, and she <laughs> just gets killed ten million times.
2: She gets killed, and then technically, the Flash kills the most people ever. Yeah, because he he, he pretty much kills that entire reality. He kills like like Paul Muadib couldn't even dream of the numbers
1: <laughs> that they, the yeah, Warlord being. Like God has the right of creation and destruction, so He is essentially the God of that universe, so he can it is isn't his prerogative to wipe them out after creating they, they yeah, yeah, but it but, yeah,
2: but, it, but yeah, but if you like have a kid and kill it, you still like you're still down one, like you still killed a kid, you know, you don't get like the credit of making that you still killed everyone
1: <laughs> it's it's sort of a cosmic gumbo
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know if there is any. If there's ever any movie more more needing a rap song during the credits that sums yes. up the plot of the movie, it's this one.
1: <laughs> Gotta go back in time. So I forgot about Zod. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: Batman. Y'all, y'all forgot Wayne. about Zod.
2: <laughs> my mom ma- my mom has to die at the store so we can save the earth some more. <laughs>
0: element of the, uh, the climax of, of this movie that I'd like to discuss is Matt, uh, I remember was, like, something you pointed out to me a while ago. It was in, it was in one of those big uh, Marvel movies like Captain America versus Iron Man or something like that where like, the big confrontation between the two groups of superheroes, there's like the, the, su- the Marvel superhero Royal Rumble where the yeah. two squads face off each other and fight and you're like, oh wow, I get to see Spider-Man fight Captain America or whatever. It takes place on the tarmac of, a, of an airport Yeah, yeah, and the so it's just like there's like there's just like nothing to look at. It's just it's so bland. There's like there's nothing. There's no set to interfere with just like the 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 cartoons, the lasers, the the bleep loops, the symbols. The climax of this movie takes place in a salt flat desert that might as well just be like a a, a floor of just a single color. No landscape features. No no buildings. And then, like none of the army men running around fighting, like the the I don't know the the Superman or the Zod army have even have faces. They're just like no, they're like ants it. or something. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like there, they, there's nothing to show you. There's absolutely nothing to show you. There's there's no texture. There's no depth to anything. It is just figures running around a blank screen. It's yeah. like it's like a Looney Tunes when they like run off the celluloid and have to go back on it. Yeah, that's
1: a what place it Place out of like. space and time. Yeah, welcome. To the D- DC cinematic universe, you live here now. There is nothing outside of it, and it is outside of all time and space. Um, do you guys remember anything else that happened in this movie? Uh, there's a twist at the end that negates the whole film, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> like, that they, they had, like They did all this work to get back to the beginning. So, hey, okay, now we've introduced the Flash in his own film. He can hook up with Aquaman again, and he can hook up with Bruce Wayne, and we can have... Everybody's adventures can continue, but then, spoiler alert, when he gets back to what he thinks is his home timeline with his dead mom, but having saved his dad from jail by getting it so that he is on a, a, a surveillance tape uh, when the murder is supposed to happen. Although they don't call, there's no time of death that's that specific, like five minutes. Like that's not a thing. But anyway, he, Batman shows up and it's George Clooney.
0: What? I mean, so it's again, like,
1: here we go. So that's essentially says the entire timeline of the Snyder verse does not exist.
0: And once again, I got to say, uh, look, I know the husband of, of of world famous human rights attorney Amal Clooney has not really, you know, not really been in many, many motion pictures recently. But George, what the fuck are you doing, man? Even for a cameo in this movie, go to jail. He go is to showing prison. his
1: sense of humor. He has taken it. He has taken huge steps over the years to show that he's actually laughing about how bad Batman and Robin is that he's in on the joke that he knows it's bad. Like he has spent his entire career since uh, making up for it by having a, being a good sport. And this is the the climax of that. And it's all like you're protesting way too much, man. You're clearly hugely pissed that your chance to be Batman is a laughing stock.
2: Who cares? You didn't get to be Batman. You got to be in the descendants. One of Alexander Payne's finest movies. Why don't you make a sequel to that instead of doing a cameo for this? Yeah, we get three different Batman in this movie.
1: We get Affleck, Keaton, and Clooney. And the CGI Adam West in the Time Spheres when they're smashing together. Because we find out, I forgot to say this, that the rock monster who knocked the Flash out of the Chronosphere is young Flash after spending eons trying to stop Supergirl from getting killed by Uh, Zod and he gets covered in debris he becomes it's sort of like a Buddhist parable he becomes covered in all this excretions of his of his exertions and he becomes a a horrible creature Uh, and then the other young one gets killed by the older rock monster version which kills both of them Uh, and then he just there's no triumphant victory over the bad guy he just lets Zod destroy that universe and goes back (laughs) to what he thinks is ours before but as I said saves his dad and therefore well, the, wipes everything out. Does the rock
2: guy get to take like a satisfying shower where he like washes off all those time rocks?
0: No, he
1: just no, becomes time not. dust.
2: Oh, that's sad.
1: Yeah. He had, a tough I know life. like,
2: like, like for me, for me, whenever I get a uh, time rocks all over me and turn into a, a being, I love showering them off after a hard time workout. <laughs> it's very satisfying.
1: You know, you could take that whole process of the younger Flash being turned into this monster over time exposed to the chronosphere as sort of Ezra Miller's time as a, a big star. Like being a movie star has literally turned him into a creature.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the the, the rocks represent different kidnapping victims. <laughs> exactly. <yes. laughs> okay. Okay. I, uh, and General Zod, General Zod annihilating Earth. Is when um, whatever whatever executive is at the head of all this puts um, ether in the drinking water in every (laughs) county in America, so we all forget about Ezra Miller's crimes.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't. I'm like maybe I, maybe maybe this happened when I went to the bathroom, or I don't know. Maybe I missed this part of the movie, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna test this out here. I I want to know if I interpreted this correctly. Do you guys remember a scene where it's like the Flash is talking about? Back in his reality, when General Zod first comes to Earth and like destroys Metropolis, he goes to Metropolis to like just save people. And there's a scene of like a father and a son, and they're running away from from the Zod uh, Ezra Miller memory eraser device. And like the the dad gets like cr- gets trapped under some like concrete or something, and the kid's like, "No, Dad!" And he tries to save both of them, but he can only save the son, and like the, the father is killed. Then, like, much later in the movie, in the alternate reality, when, like, Zod's, you know, uh, planet terraforming device is destroying Metropolis again. The world we, engine. We, yeah, the world engine. We get we get a shot of that same father and son, and they're, like, running away from it. And then it just, like, cuts away back to, like, where they're fighting elsewhere. And you never catch up with what happens to them. Yeah, so, like, I mean, they're very they're strongly implying
1: the kid is going to die because he's off in the time cube.
0: Yeah, but everyone on that planet Earth dies eventually as well. Yeah,
1: I guess I just wanted to make it personal for you as the audience.
0: (laughs) How about the multiple scenes of Ezra Miller being okay? How about the scene where Ezra Miller is strapped to an electric chair and and executed? Because I I I, like that. I got strong demonic vibes from that scene too. They have to literally fly a kite in the sky to. Yeah, they do a Frankenstein's deal to him as
1: though he were some sort of creature created by a malevolent force. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Well, if Ezra Miller is a creature. Perhaps, you know, you're talking about Eastern parables and Buddhism. Could it be Shora, Mm. the Buddhist demon, the demon of hatred and revenge?
1: Yeah, I think he is. I think he is the return of all that has been repressed and denied. All that is human that has been repressed and denied by the uh, comic book uh, aesthetic uh, complex. Like he's trying, they're trying to press all of this hot blood out of your body. And what does that turn into? It turns into this compulsive sexual demon (laughs) who literally breaks into people's homes and punches them because they chose the wrong karaoke song. Just like ambient, uh, uh, visceral hostility to all human beings.
2: That is a demon of hatred.
1: Yeah, the hatred of the filmmakers for the audience. Uh, So uh, I read that there is a way to interpret and I thought this was clever. The, the, there's a way to interpret Oppenheimer, the, the upcoming Christopher Nolan movie, as Christopher Nolan's confession to his own conflicted feelings about creating the modern superhero film right with, 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 with Batman movies like what have I what have I done? What hath God wrought? I have become death all that And I think one thing that really you know adds to it is when you consider... Not only can you just look at the uh, horrible harvest that has been uh, taken by the studios after the creation of this model that replaces these just fungible brands for any kind of dynamic or or creative ideas, but also gone for a situation where you've made these stories about supersized heroes and supersized villains fighting it out for good to a situation where they're making these movies. And the star of one of them is a literal comic book supervillain. Like, <laughs> not only are you making bad art, you are making bad people. Yeah. You are Oppenheimer. You have doomed us. I am become death, destroyer
0: of time worlds in the time coliseum.
1: <laughs> and he does. He he destroys that whole world. Boom. Done for.
0: Um, Zod gets uh, to
1: terraform it.
0: Is there is there anything anything of note about the the Supergirl character in this movie? Ooh, Other than geez, that, she's not a character. Baby
1: capital snooze yeah if this this is a perfect example of how you uh how diversity like trying to you know appeal to new demographics will bite you in the ass because as i said the message here is girls are not as good as boys
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and it, it, it really is i really yeah feel bad for everyone when this happens because it's like look we're having a girl play this iconic role and she's the shittiest and most boring character in the movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and also they have to break her out of a, a, a concrete sphere presumably powered by Krypton or, Krypt, or Kryptonite uh, where she's being held by these, by these Russian mercenaries. Supergirl was captured by Russians. <laughs> yeah. Russia can't beat Ukraine. They're going to she- beat a
2: Kryptonian. That is embarrassing. Could you imagine Superman in jail? <laughs> that doesn't happen to Superman.
0: Yeah. He can use his eyes to make grilled cheese instead of the radiator.
1: He's not. He's supposed to save other people. You're not supposed to save him. And it's like, yikes. And then, yeah, she just gets owned 50 million times by Zod over and over again.
2: Imagine if you heard that Superman got
1: jumped in county. <laughs> 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 yeah, he he's, he's still in the infirmary. Put some money on his commissary. I'm sure he'd appreciate it.
2: <laughs> it just doesn't happen to him. This is stupid. Ugh.
0: I I mean, I'm trying to remember other things that happened in this movie, but it's it's all just a blur. Um, just um, just like soul crushing. Soul crushing. Um, made me despair in a way that I have not felt in a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, as we've said about films before on the show, they had a good run, but. It's just it's a it is now a extinct. It's no longer a living uh uh type of entertainment art. You know we've yeah. got new stuff. It's fine. People die. people self diagnosing on TikTok. That's the replacement for feature, feature films. <laughs> and you might not like it, but like every well, like with everything else, you'll get used to it.
2: Uh, well, I have a I'm more of an optimistic outlook than you. I think once there's one thousand years of TV established there could be a museum for extinct art forms in Madagascar films sort of being like, among them. Sort of like a
1: world seed bank,
2: but for torrents.
1: Yes. I mean, like what happened when TV came out, there was an immediately said, this is the end of cinema and it didn't happen immediately, but it, it eventually happened. You know, the process is inexorable, inexorable and now we're left with streaming content. And even that is just being dissolved into slurry. And because the younger people don't want it. The kids don't want to watch this shit. Why would they? You got to take it. You have to, like, say, trust me. This stuff used to be good. I mean, like, I feel
0: like for the, for the next generation, I'm going to be talking to them about movies the way, like, people who are alive in the 70s talk to me about Quaaludes. I would be like, trust me. It, they were the shit. It, it was awesome. But unfortunately, there's no more of them anymore. They, they're illegal now. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> it's if gone. Yeah, no, You'll never have a Quaalude. You'll never pop one of those lemon heads ever.
1: But you'll never please, please, get there please, I, I had a great time he was doing them. Yeah. You'll never wait in line to see a movie with a big pop pop popcorn and then sit down and then just have it seared in your brain. That's not gonna happen.
2: Yeah, you guys saw those um old uh, videos, these mm-hmm. like news reports of when uh the third Star Wars movie came out in like uh, it, like ni- early 80s mm-hmm. and everyone is lined up, all demographics, all creeds, all races, all ages. Talking about how much fun they they're having, what they like about Darth Vader, it re, it was really
1: predicting remarkable. what's going to happen.
3: We're just fanatics out here waiting on Return of the Jedi, three years in the making, waiting for this. Some
1: people don't analyze Darth Vader like I do. See, I want him to get Luke. Yeah, it was
2: really remarkable, but that is that is just so not what happens at movies anymore. And that was like that was for Return of the Jedi, which is like a
1: bad movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> imagine a good one. Yeah. It really is sad. At least for kids still have an experience though. At least kids, little kids, it gets like a lot of this is just, we're complaining that we're not young anymore, but you know, the kids, they could still go to sit down with a puppet of popcorn and watch Elements go to an office. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. They can watch the elements abstract concept that should fill you with wonder at like the mysteries of the universe was just like every other boring fucking thing in your life or your parents' lives. Rather, you can't even relate to them in a quotidian level. It's just this banality hanging above you like everything else in the adult world. But this time they're the elements. They're
3: elements, so elements, elements,
2: like, <laughs> elements is like, I have never seen a movie more made for the demographic of like ill behaved
1: iPad kids. <laughs> I mean, like, the real is audience, a, it's really childless the people in their mid 30s. It's not even kids at, at this point. So the kids, they aren't even having stuff made for them in this current environment. So even if it is still possible for a little kid to have that kind of wonder, wondrous association with a the movie, they're not making movies for them anymore. They're making them for their depressed, uh, uh childless aunts and uncles.
2: Yeah. Can can I just say, like, if we could really run as fast as the Flash and fix time, I would uh, kill everyone who made Shrek and Finding Nemo because that started this (laughs) awful, terrible trend of these Pixar movies where it's like iPad kids can take them or leave them. There's just like a thing their parents put on in front of them while they're playing. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, they're playing like some horrifying game where you like decapitate someone on their iPad. You know, they don't care. But it started this trend of, like, adults being like, there's good stuff in there for adults and kids. There's actually good adult jokes in there. And that has created, like, Pixar, which is just this behemoth. Yeah, exactly. For really annoying adults.
1: Yeah. It's the annoying kid to annoying adult uh, pipeline, and everyone else is left just being increasingly alienated. Gee, I I don't Uh, know what happens if potassium has to fill out a... Uh, a, a form to get new uh, staplers. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> you know, Matt, that was my
1: HR seminar. That is uh, being quarterbacked by what's this? Uh, a Griffin? Oh my goodness! <laughs> 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 yeah, like in all those Pixar movies
0: about like whether it's about like oh it's a city full of emotions or first of all the elements movie. It's not even the elements. It's it's like earth, wind, and fire. Uh, this is That's like a, this is the folklore of the elements. What?
1: Yeah. They got, they got like the four elements? That's yeah, four characters. Elements.
0: Yeah. No, I wanted I wanted I want a cast of hundreds. I want the whole periodic table. I, want I was Boron. getting this out the other day. I want uh, it's like our, our main character is he's he's new he's new to periodic table city. It's he's a young tungsten and he lives in tungsten town. And it's sort of about like meeting the characters who populate this city, like the noble gases. They're sort of the ruling class of the periodic uh, table city. (laughs) All the radioactive elements, they're kept in sort of a ghetto. And actually the movie is about um, uh, prejudice because uh, because they're they're radioactive and they're kept in like, you know, they're in like a lead box or something. They're kept in a lead ghetto. Um, And the movie's about, you know, it's breaking down social prejudices and and teaching kids something about uh, the periodic table. Uh, each of the elements, like they're they're all looking to like uh, form a family, which means bonding to another element to create something uh, new and cool. You could do a lot with that. You could do a lot with that concept. But Felix, ultimately, though, I
2: think still the best idea for any new Pixar movie is sodas. Absolutely, sodas is you know everyone is into that. Everyone loves soda, and I really think we have something with like the the antagonist of the movie, the um. I've kind of switched it around. I think there's a switch liquid death. It's the water. We're trying to get out of soda. Well, yeah, no, it's okay. So at first we think the antagonist is energy drinks, right? They're sort of the buzz Aldrin character. They start (laughs) muscling in on the sodas, but then like the, the sodas and the energy drinks learn. They actually have a lot in common. We're going to have diet. Coke is going to be played by Ariana Grande. Perfect. And she, and she like has an unlikely romance with, um, let's say, White monster
0: played by Ezra Miller.
2: <laughs> no, uh, Ezra Miller. I think I was just be, going off the name. Ezra Miller is <laughs> he is that is a white monster, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, I was actually thinking that White Monster is more of like an MGK type character. Oh, yeah, White Monster is going to be played by MGK. Yeah, yeah, oh, they, they, so they They learned they have a lot of good. Fuck, they learned they have a ton in common, and the sodas and the energy drinks started hanging out, but really, their enemy. It, it's sort of like healthy drinks in general. Like it's led by kombucha. Which is
0: just water.
2: By the yeah. Way. <laughs> but it's kombucha and water. And kombucha, I, I'm sort of like etching it out. I think kombucha should be like the mastermind behind all of it, right? And she's like a
1: Karen. Yeah, but, she's got the Karen haircut. Yeah. But then water voiced by Jennifer Aniston, how about? Yes. Yes. And uh she's Jennifer spoon, maybe. Mm, another good option.
2: They can fight for the death, fight to the death for this role. But yeah, their their, their minions are like Liquid Death, Fiji, and uh, Lacroix. Let's say. <laughs> and I think that's a great movie.
1: Lacroix could have a no, French like, accent.
2: Yes, Lacroix is a Quebecer.
1: Ah, yeah.
0: So at, at the beginning of the movie, the denizens of Soda City, uh, they they live in peace and prosperity. Because like you know, years ago in the Great War they banished water and healthy yeah. drinks because like well I mean I, I don't say healthy drinks. soda of course is healthy for you, but they live in a happy healthy society of only soda and then like you know the, the introduction of energy drinks, it's like a little bit of tension there but then like you know uh, at some point in the movie someone will say we, we thought we had defeated them, but somehow water has returned and yes. and, 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 wa- and water will be like it will be like trying to take over and do away with all the fun, And good times of of Soda City, and make it a Waterville Watertown.
2: Well, I yeah, and Soda City is like it's a refrigerator, but there's so much good stuff you can do there. Like I was thinking, like the meat cute for Diet Coke and White Monster, it's a take on the trapped in the elevator scene. They get placed inside, like, you know how sometimes you run out of room for all your sodas and you have to put them in the vegetable crisper. (laughs) They have to spend 24 hours in the vegetable crisper and, and they're like, this sucks, you know, get me, get me out of here. And then they learn, they're like, wait, you're zero calorie and provide energy too, but you have a white citrus flavor, but you have a natural cola flavor. Wow, maybe and we're look, actually really alike.
0: I think. I think the. I think like there, there'll be like um, a big second act, like stinger in this movie when like people won't be expecting it. But the Coca-Cola Classic character, who's like the most, he's the the mayor of Soda City. He's their leader. Uh, he provides. You know, I'm 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 guessing voiced by
1: Harrison Ford, Jeff
2: Jeff, Jeff Bridges, something like
0: he that. Should be a something Southerner of some kind
1: because he's Jeff, from Georgia.
0: Oh right, I really,
2: yeah. yeah, I. I st- I like Jeff Bridges. For Jeff
0: Coach Bridges Acola. would be good because he's sort of like a yeah. like a like a he's sort of a like a a friendly uh,
1: sort of source of fatherly Affable authority, elder statesman yeah. in the soda world. And he,
0: he is the most popular mayor of Soda City. But kombucha and the liquid death minions, they uh, like, you know, it's 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 shocking. And honestly, like some of the adults will cry during this scene. They they crack his top and he goes flat. And like as the last bits of carbon dioxide sort of like seep away from him, he like he passes the mantle to Diet Coke, Ariana Grande. And he's like, you have to you have to fight to keep soda alive. You have to fight to keep children healthy and drinking soda. Don't let water take over. And, you know, like I honestly like as an adult, uh, there's some good stuff in there for me. And, it, you know, sort of reminded me of when my dad died, when the Jeff Bridges soda I, character <laughs> went flat. <laughs> I, how, and you know, how, it, it, run, it, it. There will be many uh, realistic depictions of what a panic attack feels
1: like. Yeah, I was just gonna say. If, if <laughs> yeah. I am not gonna see a realistic and heartfelt depiction of a panic attack, I'm walking out of the door.
2: Well, there, there, there's a great panic attack scene where, with we think that Mountain Dew Zero should be like it's sort of like a cute baby, you know.
0: Danny McBride <laughs> voices Dan, Mountain Dew Zero, by the way. <laughs>
2: pitch shifted Danny McBride and it's, but it's sort of sad because as you know, it's really hard to find Mountain Dew zero. There aren't a lot of his kind. He's really lonely. <laughs> and that's it. That's one of the things like you can be new to soda and love this movie, but if you're experienced with soda, there's a lot of things in here that you're going to catch <laughs> a lot of Easter eggs. <laughs> how about this Ooh, i have a great idea for a post-credit scene you know how we think that jeff bridges mayor coca-cola dies mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: post-credit scene he gets recarbonated by the soda stream played by gal gadot in a, in a <laughs> cameo
0: oh by the way gal gadot does Opens have a cameo the in sequel the perfect
1: yeah a- yeah i always enjoy to see her show up in a movie oh yeah just i'm so excited <laughs> by the charisma fountain that is gal gadot
2: well, wait till you see her soda stream. She's gonna, <laughs> t- she's gonna like shoot the carbon dioxide into uh Mayor Coca Cola and be like, Good is no!" <laughs> Man, Sodas is a great movie.
1: Oh, it's a great I idea. It.
2: It's, it's uh, gotta were, be like, made. It would do better than Elements. Like Jesus, kids know sodas. Everyone would see this. Like it, we would literally, we would make Pixar a billion fucking dollars with sodas. It's true. It's true. Every country, every country in the world has soda.
1: I mean, yeah, that is really what we did. We blanketed the world in the Coca-Cola logo. So if we're just taking brands and trying to get people's free existing association with brands to stand in for the film quality and the motion we can't convey, there's a very few brands. People don't have a more visceral relationship than their favorite soda.
2: I would even entertain like making the same type of movie for China where like maybe, Maybe there's a program I'm not aware of where they're trying to bring down soda consumption. Again, I don't like it, but not my business. I would make cigarettes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do love cigarettes in China.
2: They That is a smoking country. And yeah, we they would love make cigarettes
1: mm-hmm. for them. I think they would love that.
0: Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, I think we've, we've pitched the hell out of Pixar's sodas. I think, I mean, it's honestly, I think one of the best movie ideas I've ever heard. And I, yeah. um, that's probably zero the cap. best. What, um, what it it's, is it's like. a great idea like. uh, I, I don't have anything more to say about the flash I guess I will bring it up because it is um movie related and we talked to it we talked about it at the beginning of the week uh r.i.p to those people that tried to see the titanic but um obviously I'm not going to make fun of them dying but I will just say huge victory lap for the boy James Cameron right now yeah huge yeah. victory lap how many times I mean, is he, he, he that? I mean he's a just something right now when I, when I see all of the comparisons between the literal soda can that these people tried to go two and a half miles under the ocean with and that deep sea challenger thing that Cameron took to the fucking very to thirty five thousand feet under the surface of the fucking ocean. Um, and just let's just say some of the design discrepancies between the two of these submersible uh, d- vehicles. Uh, let's just say our boy Cameron just stays winning i mean there is no it's human true. being who
1: can do what he can do. there's no one who can fuck with what he does genuine renaissance man uh, a rare breed these days and i think one of the things that's so amazing about him is you've got all of these uh, these billionaires so-called you uh, uh visionaries they're all fighting to fucking go just into outer space so that they can see the same bullshit space that we've seen since the first guys got up there Cameron's like, fuck that. The real adventure is the depths of the ocean where it is more remote in some respects than space itself. And there's guys down there like more,
0: more, more human beings have walked on the surface of the moon than have been to the fucking bottom of the Mariana. There's
1: guys down there. There's nobody on the moon. (laughs) Yeah. There's giant squids and shit.
2: There are so many cool little guys down there. Can't, you know, and. Yes, it is more amazing his accomplishments in the ocean. But if you guys, if like tomorrow it came out like, oh, uh, Cameron actually has like uh, he's been to the moon and back and made his own recyclable rocket, I would not be surprised at all, right? <laughs> no, like it would be not. like, oh, of course he did that.
1: No one has ever prospered betting against James Cameron. It's just the, the scoreboard speaks for itself. Uh, I just want to say on Cameron, I just saw a news clip of him where some like CNN called up to see if they could get comment on him and he was speaking about it. But the thing that I noticed is that he had a new Fox racing t-shirt on, which appeared and all black and white, which I like to think is his formal morning Fox racer (laughs) racing (laughs) t-shirt that he brought out to comment on the tragic deaths of these other Submariners. I would love to know how many he has. Is he going through, like, one a day, multiple Well, a day, he's a very eco-conscious he, guy, so I don't, I don't imagine he's just wearing the same one. Maybe he just has the out. same one, and he just goes through them one by one. Yeah. Seven, one for each day of a week. And then, of course, the formal one. It's yeah.
0: like how Einstein dressed the same way every day because he didn't want to, like, use any uh, brain cells thinking, what, what, what pants am I going to wear? So he had just five identical outfits. Right. Or at in least in my mind, so. he,
2: got the, he got the new Fox Racing shirt to celebrate Avatar 2's success. Yeah, he was like, all right, I'll treat myself.
0: <laughs> Time to ball out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get a new one when I come back from Mars where I'm filming <laughs> Avatar five. <laughs>
2: yeah. If he did any of that, if it was like, oh, yeah, I walked on Pluto last year, I'd be like, of course he did.
1: <laughs> uh, See, like God. people say, oh, you guys, you've given up dreams. You got all these, these people you're supposed to look up to. It's like they all suck. They're all full of shit. James Cameron is not. He's the only one who isn't. So the yeah. residue is there.
2: In The way that we call Elon Musk, Mr. Cap, James Cameron is anti-cap in that. Like there are amazing things about him that we haven't even discovered yet.
1: <laughs> it's true. He's anti-cap.
0: All right. Uh, I think, I think that does it for today's show. Um, that was the flash. Do not under any circumstances, expose yourself to this movie. It, it will, it will hurt. I hope just, it doesn't hurt you as bad as it did me. Just do not. Do not do it.
1: Um, they got to so make. Yeah. Now it's Aquaman 2. That's next.
0: All right. Well, we won't be doing that one because <laughs> I'm done with this <laughs> shit. Only religious movies from now on. We're going to we're going to see that Jim Caviezel movie where he yes. rescues children from being sex yes, trafficked. Based on
1: a true story of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The it's it's a it's a evangelical. You were never re- even, really even here. Never even really here. That's so it. that'll probably be the next movie episode.
0: But uh, R.I.P. the Shopboat DC movie runs. It was uh, it was good while it lasted, but no more, no and more. We never
1: did cheating. find out anything, by the way, that they laid in that first movie that involved the Flash coming out of the Speed Zone and warning Bruce Wayne about you can't let I think it was like you can't let Lois die, or else Superman's going to go evil, and then there's going to be moth creatures. None of that ever addressed. We went through ten fucking films and we never got there. Never mind.
0: All right, gang. Well, until uh, next time,
3: Bye. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, you know, as a submersible designer myself, I designed and built a sub to go to the deepest place in the ocean, three times deeper than Titanic. So I understand the, the engineering problems associated with, with building this type of, type of vehicle and all the safety protocols that you have to go through and uh deep submergence diving is a mature art from the early 60s where there were you know a few accidents nobody was killed in the in the deep submergence until now Is more time than between kitty hawk and the lot and of the, the flight of the first 747 so if we haven't improved over that period of time and you know we, we have improved drastically over that period of time and uh, the the uh certification protocols that all other deep submergence vehicles except this one that carry passengers especially paying passengers all over the world in tropical waters uh deep coral reefs other wreck sites and so on Um, the the safety record is is the gold standard absolutely not only no fatalities but no major incidents requiring all of these assets to converge to a site